bum 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 bum. Welcome guests to episode nine with David O. Driscoll. Hey. Hey. Today I'm so excited to have you on the podcast because we're talking about two really important topics to me and to you. Yeah. Um, first one is, and we're just going to stick with two topics. If the last two evolve, we'll go with it. Yeah, for sure. But the ones that we wanted to focus on were really sexuality and mental health. Yeah. So I guess let's start with, we've both had a really crappy 2018 year, right? Yeah. Why was your year shitty? Um, so I started off the year, um, well, I didn't start off the year, even before 2018, I, you know, I often have these feelings of just emptiness or kind of yeah. aimlessness and, um, that was accompanied by a lot of apathy and, you know, it kind of creates this vicious cycle where you're feeling a certain way so then you don't do anything and then because you're not doing anything you like go back to feeling that way and then you just like fall deeper and deeper into that hole you know and um I'd been going to therapy and as much as it was helping there was always like this kind of thought in the back of my mind that was like what's what's wrong with me like what and yeah exactly it's a very um I went through the same thing. My 2018, I didn't go through so much what's wrong with me, but more like searching, like what am I missing? Like, why do I feel this emptiness? And I'd wake up every day being like, okay, so try something new today. Maybe you'll find it. Maybe you'll find it. Maybe you'll find it. And I don't know what I was searching for. In hindsight, now that I've literally within the last 10 days, it's the first time I feel like I've don't have that emptiness anymore and I realize it's because I'm connecting with people who are going through the same things that I'm going through and now I realize I'm not alone so this emptiness has completely just diminished and now I realize it's because of the connection yeah so you're looking for something what do you think that you're looking for um I don't know I think I I'm always in search of a deeper understanding of myself and I feel like um I try to be in tune with myself as much as possible and you know these every time I feel an emotion I'm like okay well where is this coming from where is this and I um that's really important to be to have that self-awareness a lot of people find that painful yeah well so it definitely is it is painful yeah, yeah. but there, there are things that you have to kind of address, you know, and I find the both of us are artists and we're lucky enough that in our profession, we're encouraged to use our emotions and stuff like that. And I feel artists are often seen as these people who have, who are tortured and who, yeah. but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that we're just not all the time, but I think that in a lot of cases, we're just more in tune with our emotions and we're more we're a little bit more forced to face our emotions than people in just the corporate world. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's 2019. Do you feel like you have the same feelings you did in 2018? Do you still wake up every day? Like you're, you're empty? No, definitely not. um, What's changed? Well, in 2018, I was diagnosed with uh, BPD, which is a borderline personality disorder. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, in the moment, it was a bit of a shock. I Well, it was a shock, and it was also 
what is this? Because it's not yeah. something that I really knew what it was. And I had gotten a few kind of like hypothetical diagnoses wow. before. And um, that was like, okay, depression. Then it's like, no, it's just anxiety. And yeah. then it's, oh, maybe it's, um, maybe you're bipolar. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've Googled Am I depressed? Do I have ADHD? Am I bipolar? Mm. I even stumbled upon, do I have a personality disorder? Mm. So how did you come to the conclusion that you have the, the personality disorder? Well, I was going to therapy for a long time. And um, at one point, my therapist said, well, you know, you seem to be asking yourself, like, this question of, like, what's going on in my mind? And if you really want to know, there's, there's ways to know. You know, you can go get a psychiatric evaluation done, mm -hmm. you can, so I, after a bit of hesitation, I told myself, like, yeah, this is, this is what I want, and I got my psychiatric evaluation done at the Douglas in Montreal, oh, and, wow. um, yeah, in the moment, it was a bit of a shock, but I find it was, getting a diagnosis is so beneficial, because you don't feel as crazy anymore, yeah. it's, it's crazy, but it's permission to actually just be you now because you're coming from a place of knowledge. Now you exactly. understand yourself better. Yeah, so you can you can catch yourself doing something and you're like, okay, now I'm doing this because of this. But you're not using it as an excuse, but you use it as a tool to like, okay, I'm doing this because of this, so maybe I should try to like switch this to... You, switch my way of thinking. Yeah, or, or, or you find a, a better way to cope with mm -hmm. it. And I think that there is a certain power that comes with understanding yourself more. Definitely. Like now, with this BPD, <laughs> it was yeah. a hard acronym for me, Borderline <laughs> Personality Disorder, do you find, what's the hardest part about it? Um, I feel like the hardest part for me is... Um, well, borderline is different for everyone. Like, it's it's very much of a spectrum. A lot of people, some people, they their borderline is a lot more outwards, and then other people, it's a lot more inwards. Okay. I find mine is a lot more inwards in the sense that um, one big aspect of BPD is um, a fear of abandonment, mm -hmm. um, self-image issues. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you have um, self-harm, you have... Um, difficulty with relationships and it's relationships oh. with other people and it's relationships with yourself you know because you're always kind of questioning who you are and you're not really you're, you're a little bit floating you know and um but I feel like since getting that diagnosis I'm my feet are a bit more on the ground you know I have that kind of acceptance. knowledge and, and yeah acceptance yeah definitely yeah how, with the four things that you mentioned, so you mentioned abandonment, mm -hmm. self-harm, yeah. relationship with yourself, relationship with others. Mm -hmm. Are you affected by all four of these aspects? Um, well, there are actually nine aspects to BPD. But Shows to get how much I know. <laughs> but to get diagnosed, you only need to be um, like showing five, five of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've, I've researched that too. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So you have five of them. Yeah. Well, I would say five or six, yeah, but it's but it it changes, you know, and um, mood swings are a big part of it too. And there's a there's a meme I saw that I thought was funny. It's um, this this drawing of like 
this embodiment of bipolar and then um he's like being punched by bpd and he's like i'm like you but i'm faster and stronger you know because people who are bipolar they'll have this phase of like time where they're really energized yeah energized and then they'll make impulsive decisions people with bpd that's another thing like they make impulsive decisions they think on you know so i do that yeah i do that i literally took the test the personality disorder test Mm -hmm. and i did have five of the things yeah at the end of the video she's like you know you can't take this for like certainty that you are but it gets you thinking like holy Mm -hmm. crap i have a lot of these elements do i actually have this Mm -hmm. and knowing those kind of knowing the elements kind of having them in your brain kind of allows you to work on them in your day-to-day you know like okay maybe maybe this person hasn't texted me back because they're busy you know maybe it's not because they don't want to talk to me me anymore Yeah. yeah exactly yeah and it's less about you so so do you find that you make a lot of you look at the world like it's affecting you in a way um what's the hardest part about dealing with bpd the hardest i think the hardest part is just really kind of trusting myself and trusting other people like i think that trust is just a really important thing and i i trust my friends i love my friends but at the same time you know if there's an instance where I don't get a text back, you know, that just starts off something in my head that's like, okay, like, they're not texting me back because I, last time we saw each other, I probably did this, and then that's probably because of that, and they probably hate me because, oh and you God. just, like, go down this whole kind You're of... jumping to conclusions. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll just, like, go to, like, the worst kind of possible scenario, and you have to kind of catch yourself doing that and be like, okay, like maybe I'm pushing things a bit too far. Maybe I need to, like, take a step back and, you know, I... Yeah. Do you find that by now knowing that you have BPD, it's actually easier for you? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I encourage everyone to, you know, go to therapy, and if if you have these kind of... Even if you don't have those kind of thoughts, anyone can benefit from therapy, but... There's a stigma around therapy. There really is, Why? Yeah. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know, and I don't... Because I, I think it's because people don't want to admit that there's anything wrong with them. There's this ideal of perfection yeah. that everyone's striving for. Like, I don't need therapy. Mm-hmm. But in reality, by going to therapy, you're actually making yourself better. Yeah. So you're actually striving to get your perfection, quote-unquote, by going to therapy because mm-hmm. you're making yourself better. Yeah. What is something that you gained from therapy by talking to someone else? Um, I don't know. When I started going to therapy, I expected... Um, I had this certain expectation that I would start saying things and then my therapist would have all the answers yeah. and tell me like okay like this this is this what, is you, what do, you have to do and now you're gonna live happy life yes. and in like five months like we're gonna be done we're gonna be great it's gonna be awesome you yeah. know but that's so uh, not what happens no it's really not what happens and it's it's just just talking to someone and you know i'm sure it happens to everyone in their day-to-day life just Sometimes you're thinking about something all day long and then you see your friend and you start telling them about this thing You've been thinking about that. You just can't figure out and then as you're saying it out loud You're like, oh, yeah, I figured it out like just, on your own. Yeah, just having to say it out loud It just like just by voice just it. something clicks, you know something clicks in your mind and it's just 
that's what therapy is. It's just the platform to allow you to express your thoughts. So it kind of, it's kind of like, listen, if you didn't want to go to therapy, you could go in your own room with nobody there and talk out loud. Mm -hmm. But the idea of that for people scares the hell of them because they're like, I don't want to talk to myself alone. What would I even say? So the therapist is just there to ask you questions and guide your own thoughts into the right. I had an experience with therapy. I had three different therapists that I only saw one time each. The first one, I broke down and started crying because Mm -hmm. I had realized it was right after I finished school. And I had realized that I just went through six years of schooling for I don't even know fucking why. Broke down. And then she, as I was breaking down, bawling my eyes out, she looked at the clock, wiped my tears, and I was like, okay, ciao, I'm out. Gave her 60 bucks, because it was a $60 session for an hour, and I left. I was like, hey, oh my God, you just looked at the time as I'm mid-crying, I'm so done. The other one was a woman who, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going through a lot of stuff, I'm depressed, I don't know why, she was smiling in my face. It's okay, like treating it so light, I was like, bye, ciao. Third one, uh, was and this one is different. It's a cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. So she was giving me tools, and that was kind of better for me. But I haven't called her back because I I was expecting, you know, give me the answers. I'm here for you to give me the answers. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I don't want to just talk to myself. Like I can do that alone. Yeah. So I haven't given therapy a chance. But I also you bring up a good point though. I I I saw a few therapists before I actually found one that. I found actually worked for me, you know, it's yeah, not, yeah. It, it happens that maybe you'll go see someone and you just don't really feel, you know, they might be a really nice person, but for some reason or another, you don't feel like you're that connection. comfortable yeah. to, to talk about what you need to talk about. And in that case, you know, I'm, they won't be offended probably like just go find someone else find Cause there is someone else out there that you'll be in a comfortable space and, and you'll be able to, to speak what you need to speak about. And even if you don't think you need to talk about something. You realize there, soon. You there do, are always yeah. things that we that we put in the back of our minds. And we just say like, oh yeah, I'll deal with that later. Oh yeah, that's not, that doesn't affect me. But People do that for like 10 years. People are like, oh, it's okay that I was bullied when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. And then later down the line, you realize, holy shit, I have no self-confidence. Because of everything that I've been pushing in the back of my head. And then it's so much harder to fix it at that point, you know? Just... It's damage control at that yeah, point. Yeah, Just like a, a physical injury, you know? You deal with it as soon as possible and you don't just put it aside and you... Yeah. yeah you gotta focus on it just as much. I think that's amazing that you, you went to therapy to get some freaking answers. What was the the turning point for you to be like, okay, I need to go see a therapist because I can't freaking do this on my own? Um, I don't know. It's... Um, the time was right. It was just very... I was getting to a point where I was just... Sometimes I would wake up in the morning and I would be feeling great and then just the slightest thing would just throw me off and like ruin my day okay. and then maybe something later on in the day would happen and I'd feel great again and then something else and it was just this roller coaster and it was every and a kind of everyday thing and it was just I don't know I knew that I wasn't as happy as I could be and I mean now I know that I can be a lot happier and I am a lot happier and 
Yeah. Because you're, you're acting from a place of knowledge. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> That's so great. That's so great. It makes me happy to think that, you know, there are people here struggling with depression or anxiety and they might not even have those. They might have BPD. Mm-hmm. There are so many different sort of causes or, or illnesses. I don't like calling it an illness because it's not an illness. It's just... It's just something you live something with. Something you live with. Yeah. That's it. That's like calling... I have ADHD. That's like calling ADHD an illness. It's just part of you. Yeah. But maybe you don't know what you have. So, yeah, just talk to people. That's great. I love that. And also, therapy doesn't always necessarily cost money. Um, mm. I Like, sometimes you can go to a CLSC and they'll refer you to a social worker. And yeah. I think there's kind of like a misconception of what a social worker does or the kind of range of what they do yeah and um but they they do do that kind of thing and um yeah i saw i've seen a few social workers who are Didn't very charge. nice very open people no when you're when you're going to clsc it's uh, free of charge free. yeah for like, us canadians yeah yeah you'll get like free. uh i think i think you only get like a max of like 15 or something but okay still uh it's still a pretty decent amount yeah, yeah. you can get some solid work done with 16 se- 15 sessions yeah let's transition into sexuality mm. how would you say that you identify i identify as gay as gay yeah and explain that to me how how, how did you find that um <clears throat> i think i always kind of knew it i would it wouldn't manifest itself as a kind of attraction, but I do remember when I was young, you know, like even watching movies or stuff like that, like cute guys, I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, oh man, I I want to kiss him or I want to marry him, but it was just like, oh, I want to be his friend, you know, like I want to <laughs> be like, it, it was that kind of thing. It was, it was kind of like this confused thought because obviously at that young of an age don't even know what homosexuality is yeah but um do you know how old you were when you were watching these movies uh, i don't know like eight nine yeah and they didn't have sexuality courses back then no definitely not i think that implementing them into schools today is the smartest freaking idea definitely and so many parents are against it they're like don't teach our kids how to have sex, they're gonna go and have sex all over the place. You're gonna give condoms to, okay, I don't think you give condoms to freaking 11 year olds. I think that's a difference between yeah. like teaching them how, what sexuality is. And wh- when did you know 100% that you were gay? Um, I knew by the time I was in high school. Uh, yeah. Like 13 so years yeah, old. I was like 12 or 13, I was like, yeah, I knew I was attracted to guys. I also, I mean, throughout high school, I was always going after girls, you know? Like, oh, really? Well, I had to try, yeah, I had crushes had tr- on girls. And, That's um, interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, And even after I came out, I when I came out, I thought I was bisexual. But after, you know, I came out and as the time went by, I just realized that this attraction that I had to girls was not something that... Was truthful? Yeah, exactly. It was just truthful. It was just something that I kind of felt like I needed to... To do, to conform? Yeah, exactly. And I didn't... Obviously, I didn't realize it back then when I was younger. Like, I had these real feelings for these people. But now, at this point, I'm, I'm very... 
certain of my sexuality yeah. and um and yeah that's why i think that it's so important that we do teach people at a young age because you know if you learn about it at a younger age then you learn about yourself at a younger age yeah. and then you don't have these kind of like questions yeah and things that you have to deal with and we were talking earlier the the sooner you deal with something the, the easier it is to accept yeah and to just deal with it and put it behind you the longer it takes to and not just deal with it and put it behind you because accepting your we're going to quote mental health mm-hmm. issues it's not even an issue i hate calling it that accepting who you are is not putting it behind you it's like now you get to fully live yeah. you and your real true expression yeah that's a good point I love that. And it's the same thing about your sexuality. Like, accepting that you're gay and putting it behind you. No, no, no. Like, now you're putting it forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, just this past year, I have been trying to understand who I am too. And I had to get to the core and really understand what I'm doing here, who I am. And I've come to the conclusion that I'm bisexual. So, I'm identifying as bisexual because... And I've never had a coming out moment because in my head, coming out, it feels to me like you owe the world something. Yeah. And that's what I don't like. No, so I really so agree. from one day to the next, I was like, I told my boyfriend who I've been in a relationship with for five years, I was like, you know what? I'm bisexual. <laughs> and I just told him and him I came out to. And I come to that conclusion because I realize all of my past experiences being with girls, mm-hmm. like having attraction sexually to girls, doing research and accepting myself has been so empowering. Yeah, definitely. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy too and I'm happy that like nobody has power over me to like tell me like if they look at me wrong or weird, it's kind of just a reflection of them and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh I'm really sorry that you're so closed off. And that that's it gives me power. So if I have like a gay hater or a bisexual hater, then I'm like I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it gives me so much power. And so what I wanted to say about that is I identify as bisexual because it's all I know. I've been with women and I've been with men. It's all mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. But looking at other definitions, like pansexual is like being attracted to anything. Mm-hmm. And because I haven't had that experience, I can't necessarily like relate to that. Yeah. But I feel in my mind I would be more pansexual than bisexual. Let's say like someone came up to me and they're like, yeah, I don't have a gender. And I was attracted to them, but they were biologically a male or female. I feel like I'd be attracted to them regardless of how they identify. Yeah. And, you know, I think labels are important to a certain extent, but I feel like that's when labels start to get tricky and to a certain point kind of pointless, you know, like noise, like it's so much. Exactly, because everything is just everything just exists on a spectrum and like yeah. you know, at one end of the spectrum you can call it gay and then on one the other end you can call it straight, but then everything that's in the middle is just so like just you you know and obviously when people ask you you'll have to give them something otherwise they'll they'll be like, "Well, I, I don't know how to look at you." Yeah, exactly, but <laughs> yeah, which I hate. I hate that we need an explanation for people. Like, so if someone's like, oh, well, have you ever dated a girl? Like, no, I haven't. So should I call myself just bisexual or biromantic? Yeah, like, like biromantic means that you date girls, but you're not sexually attracted to them. Unless I'm getting my definitions mixed up, there are so many terms, and it's like, there's too much. Yeah. <laughs> there's too freaking much. Yeah, and 
you know, and I think it's important that everyone has a word that they can identify themselves as, you know, I, but at the same time, I think it's important that in yourself, you don't start getting, um, you, you don't start getting like confused, you don't start confusing yourself with yeah. labels, you know, like if you don't feel like you identify to one specific label, then so be it, yeah. you know? Then... And if you identify to one label now, do you think that you can identify as something later on? Do you think that, now you say you're gay, do mm-hmm. you think that in 10 years you could turn bisexual? No, I really don't think so. No? No, I, yeah, th- like I said, I came out when I was 18, which, um... How did you come out? Uh, I came out, actually, I am... I grew up in a kind of very religious... Conservative. ...upbringing, yeah. And it was always very taboo to talk about homosexuality and everything like that. But there were always these kind of these kind of things that would be said or things, actions that would be made that would kind of insinuate that it just wasn't okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, yeah, so I... I had this kind of fear of being homosexual for a long time and growing up in that kind of environment even though I was gay I think there was a certain part of me that had like become homophobic in a sense like that because you're just absorbing what everyone around exactly. you is saying and that homophobia would turn into self-hatred yes. because I'm gay you know wow. so it was it was pretty hard coming out and um, can I just say this is how suicide happens yeah it's, your environment makes you hate yourself to the point where you can't even fathom accepting yourself so you fucking kill yourself yeah that's insanity no it's crazy and we're still living in that world yeah and i'm i consider myself lucky you know i like i say i grew up in a religious kind of conservative upbringing but at the same time i grew up a white male in montreal canada and you know i thought my friends would i thought some of my friends would cut me off and stuff but all my friends are really accepting people but I think that we also need to remain aware of the fact that that's not the same thing and that's not the case in other places in the world you know that's it that's it what so did you have a party like how was your coming was it because some people call it a coming out party you know um no I didn't have a coming out party I uh I actually um I came out I didn't want to have to like come out to you don't come out once, you know? You have to come out a bunch oh, of different yeah. times, you know? So I just made a post on Facebook. I said, I'm into oh, guys. Okay. And like... Just like, I'm into guys. Well, no, there, were, there, <laughs> there was a bit more to it than that. But, um... You know what? There shouldn't be, dude. Like, in my head, yeah. it's like, I'm into guys. Peace. No yeah. questions. Like, comments disabled. Yeah, and looking <laughs> back know? on it, like, I would have probably done it that way, you know? But, um... Yeah, for my friends, it was that way. I told my mom... She was fine with it. My brother and my sister are really cool with it, too. Yeah, nice. we're, it's so yeah, amazing. It's really fun to, like, you know, you have this kind of... Um, Secret. This, like, burning... Almost a burden because you yeah, think that... Yeah. Yeah, and then when you just let it out, you're just... More often than not, you're just greeted with love and acceptance and warmth. And, yeah, and it just... Even if you don't, you start to you start on this path to discover yourself and discover who you really are, and it just like opens your eyes and opens your your mind to so many different things. Because I remember before I came out, 
there were a lot of things I'd be like, oh, well, I can't let people know that I'm listening to this kind of music because then they'll think I'm gay or like, I was very, I was very careful about the things I would do to try oh and knock God. out myself, you know? Oh so God. What kind yeah. of music? I don't like know. Gaga? Just like, first c- concert I went to was Avril Lavigne, you know? But like, I didn't tell people back then, you know? That's but, so horrible. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's just really, it's such trivial stuff. But like, when you kind of, when you don't learn at a young age that this thing is okay, you just it, it you just intensifies. start believing yourself that it's not okay. You yeah. know, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? I'm 22. What would you say to the 11 year old man or boy? 11 <laughs> <laughs> year old man. What would you say to the 11 year old boy who is fighting inside to? to want to be here because of his sexuality and he can't come out or she I would just say trust in what you're thinking trust in what you're feeling and don't devalue yourself by the words of other people like yeah yeah. I would say don't push your feelings away because I had these feelings too when I was younger Don't push your feelings away, but also don't feel the need to explain yourself. Understand who you are and accept yourself. Look in the mirror and be like, holy shit, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. cool with this. But don't feel like you need to tell the world because you don't owe that. You don't owe an explanation to the world. Yeah. But if you want to, do it. Just know that what kind of world we're living in Mm -hmm. and how you will get hate. And it's just inevitable. But you know what? They say that you only get hate when you're doing something that matters. And by standing up for for gay rights, that fucking matters. And, you know, a lot of people who who hate are, um, for lack of better words, um, are often just ignorant or just don't... Sheltered. Yeah, they've never had exposure to this type of thing. And I feel like I've, like, in my own little ways, I try to... You know, when I see someone close-minded or just, like, I try to live in my homosexuality a bit more so that the people around me are a little bit more immersed to it and then they're a little bit more... You're more immersed in it, you're more... Which makes you more knowledgeable in it, I guess, like more... When you say immersed in it, like you express yourself more. If you're, like, in an environment where you know that you probably won't be accepted, how do you act... Well, I don't really try to, like, I don't try to hide my sexuality anymore. Like, I'm not, exactly, it doesn't really matter where I go, you know. I, I just tell myself there, there are ignorant people everywhere, and, you know, they'll see they'll see someone that maybe, like, at first glance, they'll be like, oh, he's straight. And then they'll, they'll see me, like... I don't know, maybe they'll see me something wearing, like, some clothes that's maybe, like, in their mind, stereotypically gay. Or they'll see me with my with my nails. Your nails you know? are beautiful, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. They, for the podcast listeners, they are shiny, metallic purple. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. But, um, yeah, exactly. Just, like... And, it, and it's not even about sexuality, really. It's You don't have to be gay to do those types of things. It's just... It's expression. Because yeah, sexuality... Yeah, expressing yourself. Yeah. Is, sexuality is a form of expression, mm-hmm. too. And this even... I want to talk about this. You know, it's more for girls. I'm interviewing a boy, so it kind of... But it could, it could go, too. Like, what about... What do you think about girls who want to wear, like, revealing clothes? 
How do you feel about that? Honestly, I... You do what feels right for you, you know? I... No one has ever told me, like, oh, you should you should change your clothes. You should do this or that. Like, maybe one day I'm wearing something that's really ugly, but I think it's, like, cute ugly, you know? So I'll wear it. But no one's going to come up to me and say, oh, get changed, you know? I, and I don't think anyone has the right to tell you to do that, yeah. you know? Just because you're offended or you're bothered doesn't give you the the right to tell someone to change, you know? Maybe you should change. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Mm. It's difficult for people, if we have listeners from high school, you know, for, like, girls in high school. And I think back to when I was younger, I would always wear, like, cleavage and stuff. And a lot of people would come to me and be like, you you can love yourself, you know? You don't have to do this. You don't have to, like, get attention from other people. And I'm like, what the Maybe I'm not doing it. Maybe I'm I'm doing doing it for myself. Doing it for my damn self. I think that I look sick and fly in this fucking tank top. Like... What do you mean you should love yourself? I yeah. am. Like, so ma- it's just crazy. Yeah, and exactly. Some people, they'll look at someone and they'll be like, oh, like, they, they don't love themselves. They're wearing something like that. And maybe if they were wearing something like that, they, they would, would feel that way. They would have those feelings, but, but it's them, their yeah, world. exactly. Their perspective, yeah. their thoughts. Don't push your thoughts onto other people. Yeah. Has anyone ever full out offended you for being gay? Um, no, I think, like, obviously, like, it'll happen every now and then. Like, if I'm walking with a guy, like, they'll be, like... Like, holding hands type thing? Yeah, exactly. They'll be, like, that... Extra long stare. Snarky comment or, yeah, that stare, that kind of, like... But, no, aside from that, I've, I've I've been relatively lucky in that sense for, yeah. How do you think that we're going future-wise where are we going uh, I mean I think that we're we're doing we're, we're making a lot of progress and we're making a lot of progress we're in Montreal we were we're very aware of that we we see it around us every day yeah. but again it goes back to what I said earlier and just being aware that that's this kind of bubble that we're living in isn't representative of everywhere in the world and there's still things that we need to do and there's still there's still actions that need to be made and you know we need to we've been put somewhere where we have a platform now so we need to kind of speak for people who don't have a platform yeah i so agree other than having a platform, is there anything that we can do? Then, then like post this podcast and be like, yeah, advocate for fucking LGBTQ. I mean, I think that there's even something as basic as going to the pride parade, you know, yeah. and showing your support, or um, going to the women's march, or going to just just being there. Yeah, exactly. Just body. just being there, showing up, showing showing the people higher up that you're you're not okay with the way things are going you know? that this is something worth fighting for yeah. freaking equality mm-hmm. on yeah. that a, a nice segue actually i have no segue <laughs> let's jump to since we ran out of our our two topics let's jump to something that we both connect on and that's music yeah. you've been like 
sort of using music as a release this last year. Yeah, yeah, Do definitely. Do you want to, like, plug your stuff so that people can find <laughs> it? <laughs> um, sure. Um, my name is uh, Social Loner. And, um, I'm on, on all s- platforms? Well, Instagram? I'm on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, right now, I have a Facebook page. My Instagram is... Uh, Social Loner? No, it's no, David it's, Yeah, it's just my, my regular Instagram. So what is that? Uh, David underscore O'Driscoll. O'Driscoll. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I'm releasing my second EP on March 1st. Uh, which is going to be like on all streaming platforms, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's just been really fun. I kind of write about heavy personal stuff, and you know, I kind of pull from a lot of hard experiences in my life. But that normally makes for the best music. Yeah, I think so. Like I, yeah, I really agree, and it's it just feels really good and it's it might be weird to say but like writing about these dark things have made me the happiest that I've been in so long you know and I hear these songs over and over again as I'm working on them as I'm mastering them and it just you know the the words kind of don't have that weight that they used to have you know you're writing them away from your body yeah and I remember when I put out my first song it was um it was relatively heavy. It was like one of the heavier songs that I've done. And I was really nervous about putting it out and having people hear and be like, oh, like this, this is David. Like this is, this is what he's actually thinking about, you know? And like, and also, yeah, just like, oh, it's not good and stuff. But I don't know. There's just, there's just such such a satisfaction from it, you know? And even if not a lot of people end up listening to it, there's just such there's this feeling of completing something too. yeah exactly like Knowing working on that... a project that you created from scratch mm-hmm. it's like your brain baby yeah exactly and it just feels really good to just like have it out there for whoever wants to listen to it and i got um uh, i got a message on reddit like a month ago or something by someone who said oh i really like your music and like i really find it cool that you talk about these kind of things like i haven't found music that really i connect to this well and it's just one person who said that and that just made me feel so good you know it takes one person yeah exactly yeah Yeah. to change one person's world can you like spit some lyrics right now maybe just like something um yeah (laughs) yeah i could um okay uh let's go putting me on the spot here i'm trying to Get into your creative um, process. Well, I don't know. Like the the name of my next EP is uh, "Not Clean," which kind mm. of talks about like my mental health and kind of um, my 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 habits, my addictions, and stuff like that. And um, the the chorus of the title track is um, "I'm not clean. You've probably smelt it on me. My breath reeks of liquor, cologne, cigarettes, and weed." Mm. So yeah, just. I don't know, I try to... Um, so it's just so simple and straightforward and clear. Yeah, there's I try no, to like, keep it simple, yeah. There's no, like, uh, nuances or insinuation. It's just like, bam, mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. Do you feel me? Yeah, exactly, kind of. Yeah. I like that. Do you still struggle with, like, addiction and, ha- and habits like this? On um, daily? We I, all have our vices. Yeah, exactly. I think we all have our addictions. I'm, I don't... 
I, I still smoke cigarettes. That's the that's the toughest the addiction. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, Has it been long? Yeah, it's been it's been quite a while. It's been uh, since high school, since the end of high school. But wow. um, no, I've I've been feeling it lately. Like I've been uh, I've been reducing, but I haven't I haven't quit yet. But it's, I mean. I mean, we all I, have our vices. Knock on wood, but it it might be uh, it might be coming. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, it's like an outlet. We all have. Like, okay, fitness for me is an addiction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I cope with that addiction by making it more addictive. Like, I'll take pre-workout. This okay. is like, I'll, I'll drink it, and that's like my favorite part right before I train is the process of drinking that high. Yeah. It, and so, like, then I go and I train. So you could say that, yeah, <laughs> fitness is an addiction, but it's a, a kind of like a more healthy addiction. Yeah. But we all have our addictions. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah, and usually an addiction is just you're just trying to to fill something, you know. And yeah. when you if you get rid of an addiction, then you kind of have to find another one. Maybe yeah, in a sense, you need to find something to to fill that, and obviously something healthier, you know. But I think I remember the the time I went the longest without smoking. I the moment I stopped smoking, I started running every two days, and oh, wow. you know I was really I was really into it. I was running like four k, five k, and I was just really proud of myself. And I was like, oh, I'm beating my times. I'm beating my times. I'm back to where I was when I wasn't smoking. So, you know, I replaced that need to smoke with a need to a new outlet. Yeah, exactly. And I I think if you just try to get rid of something and you don't fill it with something else, then you're just left with this kind of even bigger emptiness and yeah. you're just gonna end up going back to it or especially if you're the type of person who has a, a an addictive personality yeah, yeah i <laughs> i do yeah. definitely yeah i think that's so cool man you're putting out music like i wish i could just sit my mind down and make music how do you how do you sit down and just like create like this is easy because I have you forcing me to sit down with you and talk to mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like I, I brought you here and now I'm forced. It's <laughs> like a bad way of looking at it. But I can't like let's say that once this podcast is done yeah. and I sit myself down and I force myself to look at the screen. Mm -hmm. I won't be able to make music because I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, got to do something else. How do you do it? Uh, when I was starting, I was definitely feeling that a lot more because you get frustrated really easily there's just so many things to learn and i've so many things to learn yeah and i never played an instrument before so i had to learn music kind of like the technicalities of music while i was learning how to how to produce and stuff like that so same. i'm in the same boat please enlighten me how do you do it do you focus on the one part of like learning the music or do you focus on like youtube tutorials i swear i can rabbit hole into youtube tutorial after youtube tutorial yeah it's I, I found um, I found a few YouTube um, channels that give really good tutorials that I that are like dynamic that I can follow but for the most part I like just exploring and I usually go in with an idea and when you start off you're never gonna have what's in your mind be exactly replicated I know it's it's, it's gonna sound completely different than what's in your mind but it's just it's just about like putting something and just working on something and it's frustrating but once you kind of get over that hill it goes from being frustrating to being like 
okay, this is just a new challenge. Like, oh, now yeah. now I'm having an issue with this, but like, how can I fix this? And oh, maybe I can try this. And it's just... You get better as you're working on it. Yeah, exactly. And you get more pleasure out of... The worst parts of it. Yeah, exactly. And it went from, oh, you know, I'll work on my music today and then I don't end up working on it to... In the morning, I wake up at seven in the morning and I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to start working on my music. I need to, and then some days I'll work from 10 in the morning to 6 PM and I'm just in the zone. Yeah. And I just feel so fulfilled by the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Dude, and it's so insane. easy nowadays too, to, you to know, crack the, you want to talk about that or you don't oh, want to give away your secrets? No, <laughs> well, no, but just, just making music in general, you know, um, there's, just on any uh, Mac, you have GarageBand. That's a super. It's it's basic, but it's a really good thing to to start with, yeah. and to just kind of like learn the ropes. And you have YouTube videos. You have. There are loops in GarageBand, so you basically don't even have to like physically put in the piano keys, notes, and stuff. Yeah, you, you can just use their loops. Yeah, or you don't need to have an electric guitar. You know, you can just choose the electric guitar on your computer, and it'll make the, it's. It's not the, it's not the real thing, but sounds close. Yeah, it's you 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 work with what you have, you know. And there's so much that we have nowadays to work with. So you've been planning, you've been doing music for the last year, or has it been longer? Um, I started in July 2017. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. July 2017. Yeah. Is there a huge change between your music back then and your music now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, uh, I started, like I said, I started my music in July 2017. I put out my first EP in October 2018. Um, and since then, in like the five months that are going to separate my first EP from my second EP, I listened to the both of them and just... I can really hear the amount of time that I've put into it, oh. you know, and it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really satisfying, you know, and I, I listen back to my old EP and I'm just, I, I'm happy with it, but it doesn't sound as good as I would have liked it to, but I listen to it and I'm like, oh, I can change this and oh, I know how to do this now. I know how to fix this now. I know how to like make it sound better now. So, you know, eventually I'll just, when, when I'm got nothing to do I'll just like go back to go back to that and start working uh, on remastering it okay, and stuff yeah. and yeah no it's uh it's it's really it's really satisfying when you see that kind of growth yeah that's sick yeah it's really it's really fulfilling it's uh yeah I envy that I envy all musicians because they have spent their time creating beautiful vibrations for the world mm -hmm. And I just can't sit down and do it. I need to fucking get my act together. <laughs> and like we act, we like that. That's, that's creation one, in yeah. a sense, but at the same time, you're you're still following directions, and you're. Yeah. It's not always something that you wrote or that you're in total control of. But yes. like when you have that kind of creative control, and you execute it, and you have something, even if it's not exactly as you pictured it when you have something at the end it's just it's just really it, it makes it all worthwhile it makes all that time and all that frustration just worthwhile yeah i love that do you do collabs like if i wanted to create a song with you um oh, you're too good for collabs <laughs> no i'm not too good for it's it's the opposite actually i don't think i'm good, good enough, enough? For no come on well it's just 
I'm I'm still kind of discovering my sound right now. Your voice, yeah. Yeah, and I like I'm I have some friends who they've sent me some uh, voice demos and they they told me like oh you can try to compose something around it and at the time I this was like a few months ago and at the time I didn't really feel like I was that good or in like technical aspects of music like good enough to do that yeah but um yeah it's definitely something that I'll be I'll be doing once you find your voice but exactly I think that it's important for me to kind of figure my own stuff out before I start getting other people involved and you don't think that you'll figure yourself out more by getting other people involved yeah yeah definitely (laughs) maybe I don't know that was a leading question (laughs) no it's really true though sometimes I don't know I don't know what it is I I feel like And I did the same thing when I started my YouTube channel. I was like, okay, let me find my voice first. Let me create on my own before I add in a bunch of other people because I want to see what I'm capable of Mm -hmm. before letting other people's art affect mine. So I think it's really like figure out your own style and then let other people compliment your style. I had I was coming from a place of fear, like, oh, I don't want my image to be like your creation, yeah. your YouTube creation. I want it to be my image and your image put together in harmony. I don't want since like, and I'm thinking about like when I first started, I wanted to collaborate with uh, Nir, who was on the podcast, yeah. Nearly Funny. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was like, Nir, give me one month to find my voice. I'll create four videos and then we'll do a collab. And I really only took four videos before we did something together. And I felt like those four videos, I really did find my voice. It wasn't yeah. a lot, but yeah, no, it helped to kickstart the collaboration. Definitely. And I think it's important to not be afraid to ask for help, too. And mm. I think that's something that I might have been a little bit. And you know, I have a lot of friends who are very good in music production and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think it's important to, to ask for help. And, you know, now I've kind of got the ropes, but I feel like I could have gotten it so much quicker had I asked people for more help. And why I didn't, I don't know. Um, maybe I just wanted to... Maybe you needed to take that journey of figuring yeah, exactly. it out on your own. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Sick. Well, we've discussed mental health, we've discussed sexuality, and we've discussed music. We have 10 minutes left. The floor is open for you to discuss whatever is on your mind. Maybe it's later, maybe it's what 2019 brings. What what do you want to say to people? Like what's pre- what's in the back of your head? That's like eight questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh... I guess I can talk about how I'm feeling today. I'm feeling... Ever since I had Sukhdev on the podcast, Mm -hmm. he has talked about creating an intention for the day. Okay. So I've created intentions for the day. Yesterday was be present. Today it's feel your feelings. And so before you came, I was really excited and I get like really excited and I'm like, feel those feelings Mm -hmm. and it makes the feelings feel okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's really cool. I think, yeah. (laughs) Do you ever have intentions for the day? Not, yeah, no, that's, but. It's an interesting like perception of the world, right? Yeah, because you, it gives you something to kind of work on through the day, you know? And I, I think that's, yeah, that's. 
That's really cool because we do really just think oftentimes like the big picture, the long term, but it's really, you know, you focus on one day at a time and you focus on like. Yeah. And I think that if you, you know, if you tell yourself like today my intention is to feel my feelings, you know, and maybe in two weeks from that, uh, from now, your intention will also be like, I'm going to feel my feelings today. And the more and more that you kind of do that, the less you even have to make it an, make it an intention. It'll just become a part of who you are. You I know? love that. Uh, I love that so much. Yeah, I think I might start doing that. Yeah. Create an intention right now for the day. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm fully connected with people. Fully today. connected. Yeah. And what does that mean to be fully connected? I just like fully present, you know, and I, I try to be in my, in my day to day. Like I keep my phone on silent at, all times because vibrations and stuff like that or just like the expectation that like you're gonna get something it's just you're just never present you know and I find that yeah I I, I really don't like it when people like kind of disconnect or you see them kind of like fidgeting around or like pull their phone out when I'm saying something so yeah I yeah I'm just going to make sure that I'm fully connected and fully present with the people I'm with today. That's amazing. I hope you and the person you're going to meet after this have (laughs) have like an amazing conversation. Oh, I really hope we will. I'm sure we will. We haven't seen each other in a long time, so it's going to be nice to catch up. Okay, the last five minutes, I want to sum up what we spoke about and Mm -hmm. just like hit home to like people listening. Yeah. On mental health, if there's anything that you think you're going through don't push it in the back of your mind and also just google like honestly okay we have to be our own doctors today yeah i think that it's it's important to i think that it's definitely the first step but it shouldn't be the only step i think that it's especially with like webmd and like symptom checker like i don't know i'm I'm that type of person that, you know, I'll look on the internet at my symptoms and I'm like, oh, I have cancer. Me too, you know? me but, too. I, should, I do it on the daily. Yeah, but it's it's definitely, I think that's really important as, as the first step, you know, and to start getting yourself to ask yourself those questions. And then, but yeah, and then therapy is really, it's really not that big of a deal. And it's really an important thing for anyone and if it works for you man yeah and i think that everyone has something to to learn from it whether they think they do or not yeah yeah on sexuality um i don't know sexuality just i think it's a tough one because that's the one that affects people like their self-confidence like crazy yeah and it's it's really hard to you know you it's really hard to be like oh well just accept yourself more but how did you start accepting yourself? Um, I started accepting myself when I started realizing that the world around me wasn't uh, like the the world that was going on like in my home wasn't representative of the world around me, or at least like my friends and everything like that. And um, yeah, I just started believing in my. F- feelings more yeah so that must have been hard though living at your house feeling like unaccepted there and then leaving and then being accepted by your friends so sort of like you're living a split life 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, it's basically just my, my dad that I'm not out to at this point. And yeah, even now? Oh, yeah. But... You're not out to your dad? No. And he doesn't know? I'm sure he knows, but like... And why? Because, I don't know. That's You don't want to deal that's with like, that. Exactly. Like, maybe back when I was living at home, that was something that, um, that, like, bothered me and that affected me. But now that I'm, now that I've moved out, like, my relationship with him is a lot better, first of all, so we get along a lot better. And it's just, I don't know, I just don't feel the need to tell him anymore. It doesn't, you know, one day I'll bring home a boyfriend and I'll be like, well, there you go. Now you know. But until then, I really don't feel the need to tell him. And I don't feel like he... Do you feel like there's a part of you that's scared about what's going to happen between your relationship with him? Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. But, yeah, I, exactly. I just, I, I know that it's not, I guess I know it's not going to be a great moment when it happens. And I don't. It's, it's sad, I find, like, that someone that you could be so close with, since mm-hmm. you're close with your dad can have still that power over you that you don't feel like you can be 100% real. But it's but you know how to react to him. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a reaction to him. Yeah. Yeah. But I, exactly. I feel like I don't censor myself either around him. So, you know, if he if he's put like two and two together and he's figured out I'm gay, then awesome. And Well, for instance, you're wearing nail polish right now. Mm-hmm. If you went to go visit your dad today... Would you take the nail polish off? Um, no. And you don't think that he would like, ask questions just, or... He, he doesn't really talk about, like, he doesn't... He used to he used to be a lot more vocal about the things that bothered him, but now, for example, if I, if I go home and my, my hair is, like, bleach blonde or it's silver or something like that, I'll just see him roll his eyes and, you know, that'll be, that'll be the end of it, you know? Maybe he'll talk about it with my mom and my mom will get most of the the shit but really eh? yeah no it's interesting it's an interesting yeah i think it's gonna be interesting when you bring a guy home to see his reaction since you've never put him in that hot seat because it's not you anymore in the hot seat it's him yeah definitely and you know whether he chooses to accept me at this point is his choice but i've i i went a lot of years just not counting on him on in that aspect and I just don't count on him for that anymore and I don't feel the in a way like in, in like some weird twisted way I guess I feel like he doesn't deserve to know like yeah like, I, you know. I understand that that's the way I view things mm. like you don't deserve to know my heart because you're not gonna accept it anyway yeah yeah mm. wow and then to sum up music, what would you say to people like me who just keep pushing it off and like keep pushing off learning about their voice and what they have to offer to the world? These artists. It's just again, just taking that first step, you know, just go go for it. Follow your gut and just you know, whether it's just write start off writing something or just start off with GarageBand or find a find a free version of Ableton or like a free trial of Ableton or something like that and just just cough, explore cough, crack the internet <laughs> <clears throat> I, I don't condone this but <laughs> um, no yeah yeah just take that just take the first step and just it's really if you're thinking about it so much it's because you should do it yeah don't 
hide your voice from the world. No. The world needs your song, yeah. your song and dance. It'll be unlike anyone else's. That's it. Yeah. I love it. Produce you, boo. <laughs> okay, that's it. We Thank you. Peace it. Peace.